The primary purpose of the matter over mind experience is to educate. It doesn't constitute advice or services. Before making any changes, please consult a medical or dietary professional. Nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So, take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Matter Over Mind Experience. I'm your host, Master Trainer and Weight Management Expert, Narado Zico Powell. And today, we're going to talk fasting. One of my favorite topics with my man, Chris Menser, coach who focuses on all natural fitness. And of course, we have a hack for you, right? How can someone new to fasting implement it in their protocol? You know why I chose it as a hack of the episode? Because most people, I say many people, because I have no stats to know what, what the numbers are, but many people implement fasting or try to implement fasting, do it completely wrong. They don't know the difference between male and female. If you're a fat burner, you're not a fat burner. How long you should fast, um, how, um, and, um, the benefits of doing it the proper way. And also a lot of people fast for the wrong reasons. And we're going to get into so much of that today with Chris. And that being said, let's welcome him to the show. Hey, how are you doing today? All right. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Chris. Uh, I am um, a, a fitness and fasting, fasting enthusiast. Uh, I actually met uh, Zico on Instagram. I forget if I commented on one of your reels or if you commented on one of mine. Um, but I saw that you had did these podcasts and I was like, yo, this would be a great opportunity. You know what I mean? For both of us to really um, share some of our insights together. And it seems like we have a lot in common. So this is going to be awesome. I've been looking forward to this. Definitely. I don't remember either, to be honest. It's just at this point is we're connected. Like, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> but uh, tell my audience about yourself, man. Yeah, so um, my name is Christopher Menser. Uh, I'm currently in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, I was I graduated from West Virginia University with a degree in physical and health education, uh, and I taught health for six years actually um, after I graduated. So that was a great experience. But teaching was just like not for me in the long run. But I still wanted to um, like be able to help people with like fitness and, um, and health, because it's something that I'm super passionate about. So I was like, well, how can I do this now that I'm not going to be, you know, teaching anymore? I'm not going to be in schools anymore. And so I actually, um, self-published my own book, uh, fitness fast, which is available, um, in the link in my bio on Instagram too. And, and we'll get more into that later. Um, but the name of that book is fitness fast. That was kind of my like COVID project like you know how when we were all locked down obviously not a lot to do uh so that was something that i really like dove into and um i was really passionate about and you know the reason why i was so passionate about it is because when i was younger right everyone gets started at, at 
in, in their fitness journey at a different time. Um, I got started in like high school and I was always like a really thin kid. I was like embarrassed to take my shirt off in public. I had like really uh, small shoulders and a shrunken in chest. And so uh, when I first started lifting, you know, I was under the impression by reading like bodybuilding magazines, well, I need to be going to the gym every single day, sometimes twice a day, eating six times a day, every single day. Uh, and it worked, you know what I mean? Like I got size, um, but like at what cost? I was an absolute slave to my fitness. So then I would like go to college and I would stop lifting altogether because it was too much or like anything that ha would happen. Like I'd go on a vacation, I'd completely stop and then lose all my gains. And so it got to a point where I was like, well, there has to be, you know, an easier way. And I started, you know, looking around on like YouTube and Instagram. And that's when I really discovered fasting. And, you know, as someone that was always a really thin guy, I never really thought, you know, this could be something that could really actually work for me. I would have never thought that, you know, eating less throughout the day and actually lifting less because now I only work out like two or three times a week could actually result in um, hitting more PRs when I go to the gym and actually gaining more size and losing fat at the same time. So that's kind of how I got started in all this. And that's how I really became passionate about this. I was like, wow, you know, this really worked for me. It could really work for a lot of other people too. You know, someone, I've had people reach out to me and ask me if I work out every day, maybe because I post a workout on my video every day, but I recycle a lot of that information. So I really don't work out every day, but but and you're right about the fasting thing. There's a lot of misnomer about it, which we're really going to tackle um, because it's just, I, I remember when I, when the first post I had about fasting, someone who's a bodybuilder reached out to me and said on Instagram and said, you have no idea what you're talking about. You have to have, you have to be in a calorie surplus and got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do that, whatever. And she, to some extent, she does have a point. If you're a bodybuilder, you're, the way you eat is going to look a little different. But the, the most people out there are not bodybuilders, right? We're just trying to build muscle, lose fat, get healthier. And there are so many benefits of fasting when we talk about that. So then that leads me to our next question. Chris, what are the health benefits or some of the health benefits of intermittent fasting? So the number one health benefit and the reason why everybody is going to do it for the most part is just the fact that it reduces the window of time that you can intake calories and thus it's easier to lose weight. Right. So that's the number one reason why most people are going to um, get interested in fasting is because it's way easier to have weight loss happen. Now, as far as like other health benefits goes, I mean, the list goes on and on, like um, uh, as far as like uh, autophagy benefits, it can help uh, clear up your complexion. Um, it actually aids in like um, bodily functions, like your body is able to heal better. Um, when you're fasted because it's not focused on digesting, it's instead focused on other things that it needs to do, whether it's like healing or recovering. Um, but the main purpose of fasting that most of the viewers that are watching this are going to care about, like everything else is just a, just a side positive. The main benefit is that, you know, it is going to help with, uh, with weight loss, but fasting also promotes muscle retention too. So what's the inside mechanism that helps with weight loss? So the reason why it helps with weight loss is because you're restricting the amount of time in the day when you can take in calories. So like, let's say, for example, that my maintenance amount of calories that I need to take in a day to maintain at the same weight is 2000 calories, 
right? Now, of course, it's going to be different for everyone based on how tall you are, how much you weigh, whether you're a man or a woman. Um, but let's just say it's 2000 just for the sake of the conversation, right? So, um, where was I going with this? So basically what, what is going to happen is when you are fasting, you're going to have less time to take in those calories, right? So then instead of having like a three or four meal day, you're going to have like a two or, or one meal day because you just don't have the time. And what you can do then is you can eat a lot more during that meal. You can have like a much more satiating meal, but because there's less time in the day to eat or snack, then that meal is basically the only time or those two meals is basically the only time that you're going to be able to take in calories on that day. Right. And so then by that reasoning, like it's a lot harder to fit in like 2000 calories or more on a daily basis. If your window is that much smaller, if that makes sense. Sorry. I had a total brain fart there while I was thinking about it that. happens to the best. <laughs> it happens to the best, my friend. So now I'm playing devil's advocate here. Right. So what if someone says, you know what? I can't really, really fast because I'm just getting, I'm just too hungry. And when I, it's time for me to fast, I mean, when it's time for me to eat, I just want to eat everything in sight. And then I still eating it's the same amount, if not more calories. What do you say to that? So first of all, there could be a lot of reasons for that. Um, I noticed with like a lot of people that do that, they'll like eat snacks before their meal. And so they'll eat like, like 1500 calories of snacks, whether it's like, you know, um, dessert foods or like, um, crackers or chips or something like that. And then they eat their meal on top of that. And it's like, yo, you just ingest ingested like your entire, um, caloric intake of, of maintenance calories in one meal because, um, because you were snacking either before or after your meal. So like for those people, maybe it would work best to, um, fast, like your fasting window is so that you're eating breakfast and lunch as opposed to eating lunch and dinner. For me, I always prefer to do like skip breakfast and eat lunch and dinner instead. Right. But if you're somebody that can't do that, like you wake up in the morning and you're just like, man, I just got to have breakfast. Me personally, I don't understand that. <laughs> like just the thought of eating breakfast now is like disgusting to me. Um, but if that's your thing and you would rather skip dinner than do that, but some like hacks that I would have for people that have told me this before, is drink like sparkling water or black coffee, something that's going to have zero or next to zero calories. That's going to be like an appetite suppressant, right? And that's something that could really help you because then you're not technically breaking your fast. I would recommend staying away from like diet sodas. That is not what I'm saying because there's a lot of like fillers and crap in there um, that you're taking into your body in a fasted state, which your body is going to absorb a lot more quickly because you are fasting. Um, so for that reason, I would stay away from like the diet sodas and more so stick to like black coffee. But if you're not like a coffee drinker, that's fine. I'm really not big into that either. I do, but it's not like my go-to, like my girlfriend drinks coffee every day. Um, but for me, like a, a sparkling water, like it, right in the middle of my fast will totally blunt any kind of like appetite I have. And are these top topics that you bring up or you address in your book? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, perfect. I love it. And I have something to add to that. I've I've worked with uh, different groups, thousands of people, and some, you know, I've had to counsel many, actually, I've had to counsel on fasting, almost everybody I've worked with, I have recommended that they fast somewhat. And the biggest reason why most people struggle to fast 
is because they don't, they're not good fat burners. Because doing the fasting process, of course, are the benefits of cellular autophagy. Of course, it reduces inflammation. Of course, it reduces oxidative stress, which is what, which is what leads to the overall health benefits of fasting, right? Right. Which is why I think most people should fast. However, when you're not a natural, natural fat burner, your body's not good at burning fat, you're going to struggle doing your fast because your body cannot break down its own body fat well. And that's another reason why I always recommend that men and women start different time periods of their fasting because most men are naturally good, better fat burners than most women are. And we can talk about that when we get into the implementation piece, right? But if you're, if you're struggling on your fats, if you're super hungry, there's an underlying issue there that you need to adjust. And it may be that you need to work with a nutritionist or a dietitian to kind of get you over that hump to where you can become a better fat burner because your metabolism is not flexible enough. Like for example, if if I don't eat all day today, I can go just fine. I've had many days I've done two day a whole day fast. I've had I've done a five day fast before. My yep. body can handle it no issues because my body will switch into fat burning. And when I feed it, it will switch into carb burning. But they've been eating crap and nasty carbs all your life. And then mm-hmm. you try to just fast. You want to have a certain approach because then your body's not adjusted to it and doesn't have the inside mechanism to say, let's break down my body fat. And that is why you struggle to where you may, you, you're so hungry that you want to eat everything in sight. So even before you get to the hacks, we have to address the root cause of that, which we're going to get into when we get into the implementation piece. But before we get to that, I have another question. When do you recommend someone to consider doing a lengthy fast? Yeah. So before I get into like whether people should consider doing a lengthy fast, I did want to touch on that point you just made because that was a great point. Um, I would say a lot of the times um, like men and women have uh, differences in that. And it's just because of like the the hormones, like because women have more um, estrogen than men do. So that's why they hold on to body fat more uh, than, than men do. But as far as um, like some people having a tougher time losing fat than others, it could just be because your diet is really crap, you know, to be honest. And that's why I don't really recommend a lot of these diets like um, keto, for example, because although it does work for losing weight, if you do that for a very long period of time, you're cutting a macronutrient out. There's only three of those, right? Carbs, fats, and proteins. And if you cut one of those out, you're going to have problems with your hormones. Like it's going to mess with your body because it's one of the three sources of energy that your body needs, right? So like, can a, a diet like that help you to lose weight? Yes, absolutely. But like in the long run, I don't believe that it's healthy and it can actually cause you problems with losing fat um, in the long run. Whereas like with fasting, you don't really have that same problem because you're not cutting out any macronutrients. But to answer the question that you had about when it's time for someone to start doing a lengthy fast, um, the the obvious answer that I have here um, that nobody wants to hear is that it is different for everyone, right? I know some people that can jump right in to being like, yo, I'm going to do like uh, a 36 hour fast. And, and it's like their first time fasting and they do it and they're cool. And I'm like, yo, like that's, you know, I, I couldn't have done that. But like, I would say for the average person, the, the best thing to do is to start slow, right? Otherwise you're going to hate yourself, right? Like for me, if I jump straight into doing like um, a very, very long fast right now, when I've been doing like 18 hour fasts uh, regularly, I'm going to be miserable, but I'm going to get like 
hunger pains. I'm going to get um, headaches. I might get a little nauseous. You need to be able to work yourself up to that, right? So I always recommend someone that hasn't been fasting before, just get started light. Do like a 12-hour fast, and that includes the time that you're asleep, right? Then move that up to like 14, 15, 16-hour fast. Then once you've been doing 16-hour fast every day for like a couple of weeks, and it's not like you're not like feeling weird, feeling sick anymore, a lot of the times what I noticed is once you start to get used to that, just the thought of eating during your fasting window might even like make you sick. Like I said, like the, the thought of eating breakfast right now just makes me literally nauseous. Like it's literally how I feel during my fasting window. I'm like, yo, I, I cannot imagine eating something right now. Like it literally, it would literally make me want to throw up. Um, and not that that's a bad thing. It's that your body is made to get into a routine, right? That's how our bodies are, are meant to, to, to adapt, right? Like someone that's been eating McDonald's every single day for the past several years, they don't get sick anymore. If I eat McDonald's every single day for two weeks, I would probably be laying down on the floor in the bathroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? So once you've been fasting for, like I said, like several weeks, like 16 hours, 17 hour fasts, you can start to push it up more, right? Maybe you want to do like a OMAD day or like a two or three days a week where you do one meal a day. And at that point, it's going to be a lot easier than jumping straight into it. I want to add something on the keto piece because I've, uh, I've worked with individuals who come off keto and they, um, they struggle to eat carbs after they come back off keto. So this is going to be a couple of minutes on this one. Mm -hmm. So my audience knows that one of my areas of expertise is digestion enzymes and into, and, um, metabolic flexibility, meaning that your body have the ability to break down fat, carbs, and protein appropriately. Now our bodies are very smart and very efficient. If you feed your body a lot of carbs over time, if, and you, less protein and less fat. So you don't eat a lot of protein, a lot of fat, but you're just a high sugar burner, right? Your body is going to create more amylase, which are enzymes to break down sugars very well. And it's going to create less protease for protein and lipase of fat, which are those enzymes are very important. Now, this you can easily see that because if someone, I'm sure you've had this with, with clients who's eaten a low protein diet basically much most of their lives or for however years, and then you try to put them on a high protein diet, they have bloating. They have, they get gassy. They struggle to eat that much food because their body literally does not have enough enzymes to break down protein well. Same thing with fat. If you if you um if you have a low fat diet, you're gonna struggle to digest fat well. And healthy digestion is important for weight loss. Now with keto, keto, I I I, I do ascribe to keto. And most health experts I know or dietitians do have keto in their practice. However, most people misunderstand ketosis. Keto is your body's backup fuel. People understand that. Our ancestors, whenever it's summertime, they would eat a lot, they would gain a lot of weight. Whenever it's wintertime and food wasn't readily accessible, their body would go into ketosis and break down their own body fat. That is how your body becomes metabolically flexible. So like guys what in, my, in my network that I've interviewed and I've been on their show, like Ben Azadi, who is the leader of the keto camp, very popular guy on YouTube, Instagram, so on and so forth. Ben cycle clients in and out of ketosis. There are times they're in ketosis, there are times they're not in ketosis. Because when you're in ketosis, your body is learning to break down fat from the food you eat and your own body fat to create ketones, right? 
So then that's one thing your body is learning. So that so when, you, when you're in ketosis, you actually learn to become better at fasting because your body is flexible to move back and forth. But the, but if you stay in keto for an extremely long time, that you're could be a put four months. Catabolic kind of state. Exactly. You're gonna you're gonna basically put your body in a state where it's gonna lose a lot of those enzymes to break down carbs properly. And when you break, lose and you lose those enzymes, when you start to eat the carbs again, then you're gonna experience bloating. Then you're gonna experience the gas. Your body, you're gonna experience fatigue and all these other things. You're gonna have yep. brain fog because your body can't break it down. So I want to yeah. be very specific on that point. That when it comes to fasting and keto, we uh, we always put them in this box and say, is this good or is it bad? We have to understand that we have to use it as a tool. And if you don't know how to use it as a tool in the right space, you need to work with an expert who can get you there. I know, Chris, you have a point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I was going to touch on that as well. And I guess I should have elaborated on that a little bit more um, because I'm not talking crap on ketosis because literally it works the same way in fasting as it does in keto, right? You're still putting yourself into ketosis, right? It's just a matter of how you're doing it. Exactly. And that's why, again, if you don't know how to do it, read a book on the topic, but also work with an expert who can really get you there in a safe way. That is extremely important. And with that being said, we're coming up on the hack. We're coming up on the tip. Chris has given us some good information, but you know, I got to talk about one of my favorite sponsors, The Amino Co. They have one of my favorite products, Heal. 100% 100% science-backed essential amino acid formulation designed to reduce recovery times and improve physical function by accelerating muscle repair by helping you maintain a healthy inflammatory response. And we know how important that is, right? See, a recent trials compared one and two scoop amounts of heal with high-quality whey protein. The net balance between the whole body, pro- whole body protein synthesis were measured, Right. And the response to heal was found to be three times larger than whey protein on a gram to gram basis. Now, heal, I love the formulation because it has a particular blend of essential aminos, which by the way, if you, I always tell people, if you take um, branch chain aminos, you're pissing your money away. It also has creatine and whey protein concentrate. And that particular combination is your body can utilize it extremely well. I use it as my intro workout. Some people use it even second times to do it two times a day or once a day. I love it as my intro workout because once I'm, um, I've used up what my first to say 45 minutes or 50 minutes of my workout and I need, and I need some aminos to get me through my workout. That's what I use to get me there. Love it. Love, absolutely love their products. The website is aminoco.com says Zico Health, and you get 30% off all the amino-based products, including Perform, which is what I use before my workout. And of course, the link will be in the description of the podcast. You can click on it and get your discount. But enough about that. We're getting back to one of my favorite topics, fasting. So Chris, how can someone new to fasting start to implement it in their protocol? So. It it, kind of goes back to the like cliche of like, oh, you said you were going to start yesterday when it comes to like working out and going to the gym, right? Like literally you just have to hop into it and get started. Like it is the most user-friendly, I don't even want to call it a diet because I I genuinely see it as a lifestyle um, that there is out there, right? 
you don't need to go out and buy anything. You don't need um, um, like any supplies. You can literally just stop eating, you know, like you could start literally right now, this very second, you can start fasting, you know? So the best way to get started is I would recommend just skipping breakfast. Breakfast literally means to break the fast. And most breakfast foods nowadays are crap. Like, let's be honest, walk through the breakfast food aisle of any grocery store. You're going to see like sugar loaded um, breakfast cereals, which are all garbage. Um, like when you, when you eat that stuff in the morning, it, it, um, it jacks up your insulin levels, which makes it harder for your body to, um, to function the way that it's supposed to. Like when I'm in a fasted state in the morning, I feel so much more, uh, focused and concentrated. Whereas like when I've, when I've eaten, because you know, fasting is a lifestyle for me. If I want to go out and, and have brunch or breakfast with my family or friends one day, like, because fasting is a lifestyle, I can do that. You know, it's, it's not going to break the bank for me, but like, when, when I do do that, it's not the end of the world, right? Because it's a lifestyle. Whereas, um, what you want to do now is just go ahead and get started with skipping breakfast because typically that's something where it's a lot easier for you to skip and just go ahead and get started with your day as opposed to like skipping dinner, which is sometimes like a little bit more of like a social, um, meal. For me personally, it's just a lot easier to skip breakfast. And once you do that, just push your lunch back a little bit, a little bit further. Like if you want to start by eating lunch at like 11 AM, you can do that. And then the next, next week, push it back to 12. Next week, push it back to one. I break my fast around uh, 3 p.m. every day. So I, I eat dinner around 8 p.m. And then I fast till around like 3 p.m. every day. And that's enjoyable for me now. At first, it might be kind of tough. I'm not going to lie. You know, at first, your body might be like, yo, what are you doing? Like, you normally eat sugary garbage at this time every day. Why, why aren't you feeding me this? And you might get like those hunger pains or you might get cranky or a headache. But like I said, your body is used to routines and it will get used to it um, as you continue to incorporate it into your life. But my number one, uh, what, am I, what am I thinking of? My number one piece of advice would be to just keep doing it and make it a lifestyle. Don't think about it as a diet. Think about it as just something that you do. So let's say someone's never fasted before, male or female, if you have different recommendations. Do you have a, do you rec have a recommendation as far as what, how long? What should they, they, their fasting window look like initially? Uh, let's see here. I mean, if it's someone that is brand new, I would say start off uh, on as small of a scale as you, as you can. Start off doing, doing just like 12 hours. And if that's too easy, maybe the next day, bump it up to 13 or 14. If that's too easy, next day, bump it up to like 15 or 16. But if you're like brand new, I really wouldn't recommend doing anything over like 17 hour fasts. Now, I have something to add to that because uh, individuals that I've worked with have, uh, they've tried, they, they, they're, they're brand new. They may start at 14, 15, 16, 17, so on and so forth. But they usually, they, I've had individuals come to me and say, I'm struggling on my fast. And in fact, I'm not even losing weight. So I want to add something to this that's very important. Most men are better fat burners than women. And I mentioned that earlier. I, my recommendation, this is my specific recommendation for women is start with a 12 hour fast, max out around 14. Now, once you become, a, and this is more of an outlier, 
Some women become really good fat burners. They can push it to 15 or 16, but only if you can do it. Because how the, the, the biology, the biology of women, you want to be very careful, especially if we're, if you are around your, you know, we, you're within an age that you can still have babies. You want to be very careful with that. Men, however, are better fat burners. So most men can start off with 14, push it to 16, or maybe get into 17 or 18 hour fast. But if you want fasting to work well for you, women start at 12. And as Chris said, continue to increase until you get to a comfortable window. Men start at 14 and continue to increase until you get to a comfortable window. Because just like I said, with keto, if you're jumping to keto and you do it for too long, there can be adverse health benefits. Fasting is the same thing. If you get into fasting and you're doing it too long, you may actually get adverse health benefits. So listen to your body and work according to what your body needs because you can sh- you can push your body into shock. And a lot of things can happen. So be very mindful of that. But I want to stress the difference between males and females because I've seen it in my practice and clients that I've worked with and I've had to redo their fasting to get them to where they're supposed to get into more of a comfortable window. So I just want to be, I just wanna, do you have anything to add to that, Chris? I would love to, and I'm glad you asked. Um, so yeah, as far as um, like percentage of body fat goes, I would say, honestly, like the old school, like health textbooks that just give you like cookie cutter garbage. That's like, Oh, this is just advice for everyone. Um, would say that um, men and women should stay at around like 8% body fat. Which is okay, I guess. I don't think that women should go under 8% body fat under any circumstances. But like for men, like right now, I'm currently probably about 4 to 6% body fat. And I think that's healthy. Uh, I've seen um, myself get to a point where I would say I've been under 4% body fat when I was doing like uh, OMAD every single day of the week. Um, but at the same time, you do have to be careful about that. And the reason why I say you have to be careful about that is like, like he just said, and this is important, you could get to a point where you're fasting every day and you're doing long fasts. Like you could be doing like 20, 23 hour fasts every single day. And you're like, Hey, I'm not losing weight anymore. What happened? Well, it's simply because you plateaued. You put yourself in a position where your body has gotten used to that. And now it's, it's, it's like, um, it's, it's became stagnant. Right. So honestly, the best thing that I, the best piece of advice that I could give someone that that is happening to is like, take a break, man. Like take your foot off the gas for a minute and you got to switch it up. You got to change your body and get it out of the routine. Otherwise everything is just going to stay the same. Right. And so what I would recommend is maybe if you're eating in a caloric deficit every single day, which is going to make you sick after a certain period of time because you're expending more calories than you're taking in. Like, obviously that's going to make you sick after an extended period of time. I would recommend eating at maintenance for a couple of weeks and even throw in like a couple of days where you eat at a surplus. This will reset your metabolism and you'll be able to go back to, to longer fasts. And then you'll be able to bust right through that uh, fat loss um, like wall the fat loss plateau that you had had in the first place yes and something i want to add to that chris is when with the individuals i've worked with and things that i've seen is when people fast for too long for an extended long time they because they 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 become they become really good fat burners 
which may sound great. And I've had people who use like devices like Lumen, which is a device that you blow into it. It tells your body if you're burning fat or carbs uh, have come to me and say, I've used Lumen and it's telling me I'm a really good fat burner, but I can't lose weight. And most of the time they've been in keto for a long time or they they fast ex- uh, extensively. And I tell them, I say, you are such a good fat burner. But the problem is this, when you eat carbs, you store it because your, your body has so much lipase but you've been restricting yourself for so long from it, have eating enough carbs so your body has downregulated its ability to break down carbs well, which creates an issue. So even within the calories, the type of foods that you eat is important. So watch your fasting window. Make sure you're within a healthy window, male or female, but also making sure that, as Chris said, you're cycling. That cycling is important because you don't want to, being when you when you when you fast eventually you're going to be in keto if you're fasting for especially when i go for five days i'm in ketosis that's it just is what it is right i've done five day fast before i'm in ketosis so it is what it is but i can't fast like that all the time because i need my metabolism to be flexible and i need to make adjustments as needed what's the what's the longest fast you've ever done five days actually yeah <laughs> Yeah, five days. And I did it. The last time I did a five day fast was after I did. I got I got COVID uh, the end of last year, and uh-huh. I did a five day fast because I feel like my body really needed a reset, <laughs> getting back into it this year. But I didn't lift weights or anything. I just really ate. No, I, I I I did drink water, so it was a five day water fast. And mm-hmm. what about you? What's your longest fast? So for me, I did uh, seventy two hours. I did a three day dry fast, so that's no food or water, and it was a hard dry fast. I didn't have any water contact at all. So I didn't brush my teeth. I didn't um, like wash my hands within reason. I mean, obviously if my hands were dirty, I was going to wash them, but like with cold water. So it didn't absorb into my body. Um, I didn't shower. It was a hardcore three day dry fast. Um, and, you know, after three days, that's when your like immune system completely resets itself. And it's crazy because if you Google how long a human can survive without water, it's going to tell you three days, which is funny. Cause I did that and I didn't die. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like the, the, um, information that's out there about fasting, you got to be careful with what you read because some of the stuff that, that is out there right now is like, frankly, not true. And some of it comes from reputable websites that you would think would be really like, um, factually based, but it's just not because I mean, if I'm being honest, they're funded by the food industry or by the pharmaceutical industry. And they know that like, there's no money behind fasting. So why would they fund a study that's going to show that that's something that would work for you? They're not, you know, cause it's in their best interest to keep you eating their food. That's why you see in these like fitness magazines, like, Oh, you should be eating six meals a day. Like, no, you absolutely should not. <laughs> but that's what the food industry wants us to believe because it's in their best interest to keep us buying food. And I want to touch on that before I ask your last question here. Walter Longo, he is the director of USC. It's the only, um, I think the only postgraduate longevity program in the entire world is at USC. And they have published a lot of information on fasting. In fact, they're known, they're known for their fasting. Programs like Prolon, which, uh, is, a, which is a fasting program, comes out, comes, out, com, comes out of USC. So if you really want to learn about like fasting that's not funded by the food industry, 
Look up uh, Walter Longo or the Department of USC. There's a lot of good information there. They even have a program that would give you a five-day fast with food. It sounds crazy, but but they feed you food that that heals your body like omega-3s, but doesn't break your fast in the process. It keeps you in a fasted state. So they have some really fantastic programs. If you're ever interested, want to learn more about them as well, you can also send me a DM on my Instagram, Zico Health, Z-E-C-O Health. And I'll point you to some of their studies on that information. But with that being said here, Chris, let my audience know, how can they learn more about your work and get a copy of your book? Yeah, uh, before I get into that, I, I didn't know actually what you said um, about the five-day fast. That was really cool. I wanted to ask you about that. Do you know how that works with the uh, omega-3s? Because if, you know, omega-3s is a fat, right? So that would technically break your fast. I would love to know um, more about that. Yeah, we'll talk more about that offline. But yeah, basically. Uh, there are different types. There, there, there are foods. There are things that you can intake. For example, MCT oils. For example, when you're taking MCT, it doesn't break your fast because it, your cell it, it has to open a certain cellular pathway for your body to recognize that you're no longer fasting. Um, so that's why, like MCTs, for example, would not open up those pathways to bring you out to your fast. And I've had experts on the show who would say if you're struggling with your fasting window. Having, let's say, coffee with MCT oils will keep you in a fat burning and in a fasted state. But again, we'll talk more about more about that offline. Cool. Yeah. So um, you asked how people can get more in, in contact with me and everything. So, yeah, uh, everything that that we talked about today here on the podcast, uh, I did write about in my book. Um, so you can find that in the link on my in my bio on Instagram and my Instagram handle is at underscore fitness fast. Um, I used to post on there every single day. Now it's more like once a week. Um, but you know, a lot of the things that I do talk about in my book, like, like, for example, I have like two or three chapters that are dedicated just to dry fasting. And I know we didn't have really a lot of time to get in that today. And maybe, maybe we'll do another uh, interview or another podcast sometime, like a part two, where we can get into that, because that's something that I could definitely talk about for like an hour, as far as like the benefits, because Right now, again, that's just something that you don't really see a lot of right now in the mainstream fitness industry. Um, but I do, I do post about that on my Instagram. And I'll also, again, I do talk about that in my book. It is something that I think is like a taboo, touchy subject. And I like to try to make it um, as user-friendly um, for everyone as possible, as well as just fasting in general. So. Oh, and your book is on Amazon, right? Yep, that's correct. It's on Amazon right now. It's Fitness Fast by Christopher Menser. Perfect. And I'll make sure that his Instagram is in the show notes. This, the show notes are going to be ZikaHealth.com slash fitness fast. And with that being said, time flies when you're having fun, but I got to get out of here. Thanks so much, fam. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the